Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Ooh, that's a 19. <laughs> but it doesn't really count. Well, <laughs> it's like getting a 19 count. on, uh, what is it, perception or whatever? Yeah. No, that would be, I always, well. It depends on the DM, doesn't it? Yeah. See, I was going to say, it's like rolling a 20 on an initiative. Yeah. Like, there you go. get to go first, but damn, like, double damage is really worth it, so. I always feel like it's a waste. Mm. Well, let's not make this one a waste. <laughs> let's really, let's make this one count. Welcome back, everybody. Everybody, I hope we've all had time to take care of ourselves, mourn in our own way, and get ready to come back to Kepler, West Virginia. Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure what to expect for this so. episode. Were you like, I mean, because I Travis Same, had tweeted no. and said like, "Oh, it's really yeah. collaborative," and 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 they were sort of like, "Oh, it's weird," and I was like, "What? What do you mean? Yeah. What's happening?" Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, I was even like, "Is this even going to be an amnesty episode?" I thought yeah. maybe it, it was some experimental thing, mm-hmm. which obviously it was like a little bit, but luckily, it's our last lunar interlude for amnesty. Aww. Aww. we didn't even get to see the giant cat. <laughs> We didn't. That's true. I know. God, I hope he shows up. I think he probably will. He's going to show up in the finale. I bet yeah. you anything. Mm-hmm. He's clip. <laughs> but we did We did get a different special guest star. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. My, I, I don't want to call him my guy, Hal Loveland. I don't know. I've only met him a couple of times. But, but yeah. Uh, Anne's best friend, Hal Loveland. <laughs> close we personal best it. friend. Um, <laughs> he texted her about it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I've sort of, he's been kind of in my my podcast life, I guess, since like Thrilling Adventure Hour and, and uh, Welcome to Night Vale. And I listened to his show, his other Max Fun show. We got this um, as well. So it was pretty yeah. cool to to hear him like crashing, crashing into Adventure Zone, like like the um, yeah. like the Kool-Aid mm-hmm. man from another universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that. They did bring him in because this scene being just Griffin talking to himself oh my in like gosh. three different voices would have been <laughs> hilarious, but I think would have lost some of the impact. Yeah, which he does admittedly do later, and like a rock star. But yep. but yeah, I mean, I think having another person was was probably really dramatically helpful, and also probably kept Griffin right. from having to do fifteen jobs. Right. Certainly. What's well, like the idea of actors now on a green screen having to act against nothing? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at least now he's got another voice, another person to kind yeah. of yeah. play against. Play so. mm-hmm. And it's great. I really like the way that Hal plays um, this Agent Haynes. And he's, he, and he's questioning Mama. Is she, do you think he came in? Is it like that one guy's character in Twin Peaks who like comes in? He's like a bit of a hard ass. Yeah. He's the guy from Crossing Jordan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know exactly who you're talking about. I cannot think of his uh, his actual name, his, his character name or his real or name. Or the actor name. Me either. But you all know who I mean. So I don't, oh, is sure. it like, do we think he came there or do we think she had to go where he is? He went there. Okay. Because he's talking about like, oh, it's a nice place. And oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although although she's also seems to be, I mean, imprisoned is maybe too strong a word. She's being held for questioning. <laughs> Yes. Um, by apparently the Department of Unexplained Phenomena. And this is, is this the first time that we've heard of this? That this is who Agent Stern was, was working for? Because I don't remember him I thought it, he, he brought it up earlier that that's, that was his mm. branch. The dub? <laughs> it is dub. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that 
terrible. <laughs> I'm just Griffin, listen. think of these things ahead of time. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he has a whole branding idea in mind. Dude. Okay, the important note I took away here. As they're talking, we learn, one, the lodge is empty. Well, we also learn Mama's yeah. favorite coffee drink. So don't forget that. Wait, what is it? I I, I don't remember. <laughs> Brittany, then why are you bringing it up? <laughs> Jesus. Brittany, you should have written down Mama's coffee order. I don't know. I really should if have. If you're going to interrupt we me, are gonna you better get coffee. know exactly what you're talking about. We're supposed about. to get coffee next weekend, and I want to be prepared, so I'm going to have to re-listen. How are you going to get hired yeah. as a PA if you don't remember people's oh, coffee God. order? Jeez. It's true. It's true. All my life, all my dreams, gone. Clown town over here. So the lodge is empty, including the basement, which means... Thacker's for sure mm-hmm. gone. That was my big takeaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's like, oh yeah, there's like a rumpus room in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's, you know, that's important to know. Like, okay, so they're not there. Where are we? Where are they? We don't know yeah. yet. Where are the babies? Mm-hmm. Mama, where are my dragons? She says. <laughs> and obviously there was going to be, so we don't really know exactly what was going on with Agent Stern this whole time and, and how things had not kind of already spiraled out of control. But it does seem yeah. like it would be fairly hard to cover up a mountain like levitating and then crashing down on the town. That that seems like, right. you know, weather balloons is not really going to cover that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did clear up because last time, even when we were talking about it, it, I was under the impression it just kind of fell back into place. But makes way more sense that no, no, it was as bad yeah. as initially thought. And it mm-hmm. continued to collapse and, of course, affect the town as well. Mm-hmm. And he does make the remark, and I thought it was interesting, about how either Stern is keeping stuff from him or he's doing a really bad job. Yeah. <laughs> Both could be true. <laughs> true. But it does make me wonder. I'm like, how much did Stern actually know? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that guy? Because then Mama goes ahead and essentially through the this clip show episode that we have, <laughs> that she does tell him about Sylvain and the gate. Yeah, that was sort of the, the overarching premise was that that was, was her telling him this information. Yeah. As well as reminding the audience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Say that was such good clip show usage too. Like that takes yeah. me back to Golden Girls. They're all gathered around <laughs> eating their cheesecake. They're like, "Oh, remember the time?" And then they just jump back to the time. Yeah. Um, I also like the reminder that when we started this, Griffin had that terrible cold. Oh, but yeah. it made his voice sound real good. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I did that clip, I was like, like "Oh, Justin. right, he was sick." Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> I remember. It started. I was like, "Why is Justin?" T- oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> The weird thing is oh, he sounds Griffin. like he's doing a really on-point impression of his brother Justin when he's sick. Mm-hmm. And I'd sort of he forgotten totally about crazy. how much he, he sounds like him when he's just really under the weather. Mm-hmm. Just gets him down in that lower register, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe being sick makes just you more enough. Southern again. That could also be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So speaking of things that we might have forgotten about, can we talk about Dr. Harris Bonkers for a second? <laughs> yeah, because... and ask where he's been. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Because I have to be honest, I still expect something with the the, the Dr. Harris Bonkers through line, especially because he was included um, in this clip show. Uh, but Sure. But I was kind of like for a split second thinking, is Ned going to possess the rabbit? <laughs> like, is that going to be... <laughs> Um, is that going to, I mean, even apparently not, but, but for like, for like a, a hot second, I had this really wild but theory that maybe you never know. <laughs> yeah. Who could blame you? <laughs> I will say. Yeah. 
he is very long lived for a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Well, don't the the really the ones that get real big the what are they Norwegian or something um, rabbits? Probably those guys live like twenty twenty five years. They live a pretty long time. Hmm. Yeah, we don't know what kind of rabbit yeah. it is. I guess. Yeah, I mean like the standard kind of little white ones don't. I but... mean, if we're looking Dear at the Travis. pin, which should be considered canon. Mm. Then it is just a normal, possibly dwarf. Yeah, I don't know. Although some of the Norwegian ones are, are all white, I think, with the with the red eyes or that have the al- yeah. albinism or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, those the, so they can live quite a long time. But we do still suspect that maybe Doctor Harris Bonkers is somehow magic, and I will believe yes. that regardless of any information to the contrary because I choose to. So <laughs> that's my one yeah, argument sure. against canon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. It goes hand in hand with everything else going on here. For me, the biggest Uh takeaway from this was that this was the big revelation that someone is planning the bomb bomb attacks. Like, so this is that big divergence of the really regular. You Mm -hmm. can set your watch to them to now hold on. We've got a fire wielder and the next one is a water monster. Like now, like it's getting smarter. Yeah. Mama's understanding like someone's paying attention someone's watching what's going on and planning this yeah yeah probably possibly they went from being like essentially a basic monster of the week to being like a boss fight yeah mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. yeah that was a good reminder and mom has been doing this since 1988 so we have pretty strong evidence Hell that yeah. if mm-hmm. anybody would notice that something was different now she would yeah it's She's very doing recent. this for 30 years you want to fight me fight, fight these, these tears, tears. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's all that we have for Mama and uh, Agent Haynes right now. Let's go over to the Chosen Club. <laughs> I love the Chosen Club. The Chosen idea Club. that Dr. Drake is now chosen is so rad. Yeah. <laughs> She's so confused and she, she is chosen. the door down from that boys club and says, I'm here now. <laughs> Science. Okay, so we have Duck, Leo, Sarah, and Minerva are defo sitting around a cheesecake and talk about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we learn good news. We were just wondering where everybody from the lodge went. Apparently they're with them. And yeah. we know that they have to uh, get their fix from H2O. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they have a rotating, like, I see a calendar. Like, oh, yeah. Dr. Drake, it's your yeah. turn. You've got to bust the kids I have a chore <laughs> wheel. to the water park. <laughs> <laughs> Duck has to cook. <laughs> Sarah has to take the kids up. Who's doing laundry? All Uh, right, Leo, that's okay. Thank you. So at least a bunch of our team is accounted mm -hmm. for. I'm wondering if some are missing. Because I... I this takes me to, was Mama just playing the fool? Like, oh, where are my kids? I don't know. Do you know me? But she actually knows? Or does she not know where all of them are? Or does she genuinely not know that they are hiding with the Chosens? I was under the impression that she has been essentially kept on watch since the stuff with the yeah. gate. And so she doesn't know okay. where everybody from the lodge went. But that was just my impression. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like they swept and they found her. Although it could be that they had enough time to make an active decision about evacuating and she chose to stay behind. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we won't True. know that until they choose to tell us. So it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. But I guess Duck is in charge now, more or less. I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of like a Where's council Barclay? chosen. But... Good thing he's got his powers back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, does he have his powers back? Did they confirm that? I think he does. Yeah. Well, they didn't he quite was at confirm, least but last, back. last, I almost said last quarter, guys. <laughs> last episode, Griffin for sure heavily hinted 
And the fact that, like, the wormhole is a big part of it. Yeah. And he got his back. Well, but then it I came think... out of him, though. So now that he doesn't have a wormhole in his brain, is he still connected mm. to Minerva? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, she might not need it anymore because, like, they're literally, like, touching distance. She could just poke him in the arm or something, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She does. I mean, they said it was... <laughs> she does often, pinching. They said whatnot. that the, the psychic communication just needs, like, some sort of open line. So maybe if you can see the person and you know them really well and you're physically close to them, it doesn't matter. But we don't we don't know that for sure yet. Yeah, I think that that was kind of my takeaway that... Um, since And they actually bring it up in yeah. their little clip show moment we have here where she, you know, tells Duck. She reminds him, like, your powers come from me. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get cut off from you. So mm-hmm. that was, I think, the impression I got yeah. was that just being in her vicinity was Ooh. enough to power him up. Powers but for I don't everyone. Know. Wouldn't She's that be just, great? She just Oprah's it. You've got powers. You've got powers. <laughs> Dealing them out all over the place. Who, me? <laughs> well, they're probably going to need it either way because yeah. uh, Minerva says that her visions aren't clear, but that she sees retaliation coming, which is certainly ominous. I mean, we know there's going to be a finale, so obviously, but... Um, well, and that's, I think, also why I figured Duck must have his powers back is because if Sarah's powered up now, if Leo, you know, I, I got the impression that all mm-hmm. of them, this is like our hyped up team now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. I do have a note here that says Minerva is new best character. Give me a Minerva and Billy show. But I don't remember what exactly. I think it's because <laughs> Minerva, Duck asks, how's your human disguise going? Essentially, she's just like, oh, it's great. Tonight I will eat I will eat a pizza and watch The Voice. <laughs> that is. That's <laughs> it. I think that's it. I'm like, can and I Duck just comes get around the show? corner and just goes, pizza. <laughs> did I say Duck? Because I for sure meant Billy. Shit. You did. This is going to be a sitcom. <laughs> exactly. Give me a sitcom of these two pretending to be human. I and it's it. just called Pretending Human or Duck and Pizza. Yeah, no, I'm trying to figure out what to call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> human um... question mark? <laughs> We'll think of a good one. Hmm. Yeah, now my brain is just like, I don't know, something about pizza. Guys, I gave you like three good ones. Come on. (laughs) This is what a writer's room is for. We have to contribute. You can't go with the first answer. God does. My choices. I'm so good at this. Get her out of (laughs) here. Okay, so this set of clips, we recap on Duck's powers, his relationship with Minerva, when Leo came into the picture, which, what a great moment. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to read uh-huh. that one. Um, Sarah's intro, even though it just happened, still, it's all it's all part of right? the big picture here. Chosen Club, Chosen Club Origin, Backflash. Forever. Uh, um, this does, okay, so did Duck get his powers in 1988 then? Because now we have an age for him, right? Oh. Roughly. I'm trying to do my... Yeah, because was he 18? I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was 16. That. Okay. I thought he was 15. Oh, <laughs> We're not great with what numbers. What day is this? <laughs> We're really not. <laughs> but in any case, it puts him in like his 40s, which I yeah, think makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, and that was what they had said before. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, reminder that Baby Duck is so flipping cute. Yeah. Like, I got school tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh my God, how endearing. <laughs> yeah, I was actually wondering about this particular flashback that listening to the, the dream or hallucination or vision that Duck has right when he meets Minerva the first time. 
that it's this whole thing about like the entire house being sucked into this bright light and it started making me think yeah. like this is sort of how you describe alien abductions which is what i thought it was was happening at the first uh, the first time i heard it, the episode and now that we're yeah. obviously talking about aliens again it did make me wonder was that like maybe not a premonition of them meeting but maybe something further in the future like maybe something that hasn't happened mm. yet i don't know i just wondered about that whether it was some sort of foreshadowing like intentional foreshadowing or not i wondered that too and it made me i questioned it because of griffin's admission that he's like i i haven't written out everything mm-hmm. like this yeah. is really based on how they play, how they roll, what they decide. And so it's like, could he have foreseen yeah. all that? Or well, I mean, I, is it just a happy happenstance? Yeah. Or did he go back and see that and be like, oh, I can build off of that and now mm. make this? I think even if you don't have a really specific structured plot that you can have like maybe a series of branching skeletons in your mind of things that you think might happen depending on the choices that the players make or even just something more vague than that of like i like this imagery and that then it recurs and then you make it make sense kind of retroactively of Mm -hmm. of something that feels right and then and then justifying it with the story so i don't i I don't think that him that's for sure how i write so i think i don't think that him saying that it was a lot more flexible than balance was necessarily means that nothing was deliberate does that make sense or that it isn't it hasn't mm-hmm. become deliberate yeah. now because even if even if it was i know it will eventually come back down to aliens mm-hmm. i just don't know how we're going to get there i'm gonna mm-hmm. plant the seed anyway because i know eventually yeah. yeah a flower will bloom from it yeah and i, I think it would have been hard to put together honestly it would be really hard to put together a clip show of things that were now important that happened quite a while ago if you hadn't been able to at least figure out retroactively how those pieces fit together especially without having an intern to be like hey go back and listen to oh my god (laughs) like 70 hours and find all the best stuff right that was my thought when when griff opened the show and was you know saying it was sort of like a clip show my first thought was oh my god this must have taken so much clip shows are (laughs) like as the person who edits our show it's like jesus i can't even imagine how long that must have taken him it's they're really slow i mean like i have a friend who edits for another podcast who did a clip show and it just took so much effort and it took so long Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean this was a huge undertaking even though people tend to from the outside be like you know about tv the the joke was always yeah Yeah, it's so the joke was always right like oh it's filler but but it's actually not it's it's um it's a complicated thing to put together right a lot of effort still went into it Mm -hmm. for a specific reason especially in this case yeah and i do think it was it was i personally found it helpful because i I sort of felt like there were connections that i should have made between pieces of information that i had that you know because of the gaps of time between them that it was difficult to to keep everything in your head when you weren't really sure what was important so i do think that it was Mm -hmm. narratively useful and it will probably be helpful making sense out of things moving forward into this this finale arc certainly Absolutely. And I like that they were able to keep it in canon in story versus, and I think Griffin said this, doing a yeah. the Adventure Zone Zone. Right. Where it would be just them like, oh, yeah, talk about it. And now it's like, hey, continuing story, but don't forget this part. Yeah. Yeah. And this is important. And these are that's this is how these two are connected. Yeah, I like the storytelling aspect of it. It gives us a chance to do things like introduce Again, this new character, Agent Haynes, who we go back to him him and Mama talking. And I do wonder, again, we mentioned earlier how maybe there's something up with Stern. And mm-hmm. the fact that we now have this other agent to kind of offset him, I think it could possibly be adding another element to Stern, even indirectly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I like the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope that um I hope that Agent Haynes comes back. 
at some point in the finale yeah, arc. I think fun. that would be nice if if um yeah. if they're able to do that. All these people in all of their shows, it's <laughs> I get where it might be difficult, yeah. but it would be lovely to see him again. Mm-hmm. Because now we're going to focus really in on the big problem that we're seeing here, the big kind of what the hell is going on, and it's these light creatures, mm-hmm. and kind of what goes hand in hand, and hand and hand with them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and here we're getting the reminder that as these abominations have been defeated, and we've seen the glowy four-armed people, that most of them have been like, hell yeah, you freed me, thanks. And then the last one was like, I'm going to kill you. So (laughs) obviously he is distinct in some way from the other ones. That's what I, that was my big observation that earlier in the show, it's like, yeah, they seem totally chill and like nodding and bowing Mm -hmm. and like peace out signs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Four times. And then there's this last one. And girls, this is like we were saying before, doing the show in this way and giving us a chance to re-listen again, upon hearing all of this again, things I feel like started to fall more into mm-hmm. place for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be jumping around here a little bit because this doesn't go exactly in order with how they did the clip show. But, okay, so we have these light creatures. They bring them up again. Uh-huh. And like we all said, those first ones, including like the ones that were goat boys or whatever, or the one that was a tree, and... Um, the one that was the water monster, all seemed relieved almost. Yeah. yeah. And then they they were thanos and okay, that was all chill. And then this last one seemed malicious, and that was the moment that we also saw the opening to whatever this lab mm-hmm. was. And upon hearing the explanation again, and like putting myself back in that situation, my thinking is that essentially it's like a monster factory. <laughs> <laughs> They're building, like, they're taking these light beings and they're essentially morphing them into these other creatures. So that's why we have now an intelligent design of Bomb-Bomb versus the classic thing that we've been seeing from Sylvain. And my other thought was even with being Thanos, because we saw that last one get cut through, like a pulse went out Mm -hmm. from the, the scientific chamber that, like, dome on the bottom, and it cut him in half. And I'm wondering if that is just almost like a failsafe. Yeah. If it's like an undo button and it just dis- like deletes these light creatures, essentially. And it wow. did happen with the other ones as well. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my questions from that segment is what makes the dome explode? Yeah. So I'm almost wondering if it's them being like, shoot, we lost this one too. Get rid of uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. That was definitely the the track that I was on, although the Monster Factory joke did not occur to me, which I'm very mad at myself about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, because I, I wasn't sure, like, is is this creature experimenting on their own people? Are they right. or are they making some kind of artificial beings? Are they clones? Right. And, and it's also not clear, is this actually, so both Minerva and Doc say they have never seen this world before, but we don't yeah. know for sure that this isn't on Sylvain. Sure, that's true. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. So I don't know. I did. I was wondering about that. Whether, um, you know, the the stuff that we had, we had heard as well about Thacker and the Quell. That maybe this is some. Maybe they're also the Quell. That it's some kind of like True. immune system for the planet, even though it seems to be kind of mechanical. Oh. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. This segment brought up so many questions for me. Yeah. Just so the why are Sylvain and Earth connected? Yeah. Because Minerva brings that up and that's why she made the connections with Duck and Leo and now Sarah that, you know, I want to figure out why 
this is happening? Why are these two worlds that are just, you know, immensely apart in the span of the universe, what connects them? Why these two? Then also, where's Billy and why does it matter? Because he brings that up again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Billy's Ned is like, I'm, you know, why does it matter? And the guy's like, plays it off. But I feel like, yeah, he's he's a bigger part of yeah. all of this. Certainly. Well, he's definitely important because we know that the mastermind bad guy, I don't know what we, we're calling this abomination. We, he needs a, he needs a mm. snappy name that I can't think of one offhand. And he's dead now anyway, yeah. so I suppose it's a bit late. But- well, and, oh, <laughs> this brings up a really good point. He's clearly not the mastermind mm. because he comes down... Assuming it's the same one and says, if certain bodies found out what I'm doing here, I get in no short amount of trouble. So someone's controlling this thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And we know Billy is the partition. We don't know the partition for what? Like, is partition between Mm -hmm. worlds? What is partition of of what? What are we partitioning? Is this like a hard drive? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and also that flashback to to Indra telling them how important... Uh how important Billy is and that he's in like almost mm-hmm. all of the visions of the future. And I, I do, I do like that as a like foreshadowing if, if ducks like mercy um, winds up being a, a major factor in what happens in the finale. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I think that's quite, quite and, nice. Yeah. I think that would be something really lovely. And I feel like that's a perfect example of, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I feel like that's a perfect example of them doing something so unexpected for Griffin and him working it into the mm-hmm. story. Mm hmm. Definitely. Well, hopefully we'll find Billy soon since he's clearly got a role to play here. Again, I hope he's our probably just with right. Kirby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's just playing video games and eating pizza with Kirby. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting real good at Call of Duty. <laughs> His smack talk on Mike is, is less than ideal though. It's true. Kirby eventually just turned it off. He was so he thinks he's talking to people, he doesn't know that it's not actually going through. Like, let me just help you out there. But actually, speaking of Kirby and Billy, uh, we move now to our last part, which is in the Cryptonomica, I think, with Aubrey and her crew. Yeah, I think that was the indication of the sound effect of the doorbell, I think, was just to to give it that kind of spatial awareness of of where we were supposed to be. It's one of those fun audio problems when you're cutting from one location to another and you don't necessarily want to say specifically. Right. You just use a different Mm -hmm. audio environment to I'm so glad we all gathered here at the Cryptonomica. (laughs) Right. It's much more clever to be like, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) They could be at a pay less, though. Who knows? Mm, Yeah, I I think... Uh, Hollis, where do you work? I think the scene... (laughs) I think the scene initially starts in the back room of the Cryptonomica. It was the impression that I got from the audio. Perfect. Which would also make sense because you want to be a little bit hidden because what's happening in this scene is that Aubrey and Janelle are trying to do some kind of magic spell, which at that point we don't know what it is. But Aubrey's powers are waning because she's also cut off from Sylvain. So her magic is not as strong as it was. Yeah, she's almost getting the Duck Newton treatment in that... She's being, she's away from her source of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is also where we find out that it's been two months mm-hmm. since the yes, last episode. thank you. Which is a long time to be cut off yeah. for, oh my God. for Janelle. Can you even imagine? Oh, She ain't have a sleepover it. in a long time. And now she's away she from home it. for two months. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the worst summer of camp ever. <laughs> I hate it here. She writes to Alexandra, please get me out. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heathcliff, come and get me. <laughs> Hugs and kisses, Janelle. Vincent, hi, me again. Janelle, <laughs> I would like to leave. She just keeps attaching them to birds and they don't know. Like, she's like, just come on, one of you has to figure this out. <laughs> 
So, uh, so what is um at the very opening of the scene? The hornets are also there, but are they on their way out? I can't remember. Yeah, I think they were they were off on a mission. I should have taken better notes about this. Uh, <laughs> I figured Brittany would be all over it. She's in love with Hollis and the I hornets. I'm in love with Hollis and all of the hornets for the. Yeah. Most but part. I guess if you couldn't take Mama's coffee order, <laughs> <sighs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, I was distracted by Aubrey sassing Keith just just out of habit, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then feeling bad about it. And then, and then she apologized. I was like, sorry, you know, it's it's been a rough day for She's all of us. Um, yeah. uh, I like the no guns policy, mm-hmm. which I never really imagined the Hornets with guns. I, I could only see it if it was like, what's that sport where you ski and shoot a gun? Uh, I don't I think the... it's ski and shoot a yeah, gun. Yeah, it has a name. I don't. That's what it's called? No, no it, ha- it does have a name. Ski yeah, shoot. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But I could see that. See, well, yeah, maybe. I always imagine them, because I forget that they're, like, actually skiers and uh, snowboarders and, like, stunters. yeah. Exactly. I just always kind of imagine them with a two-by-four with a nail in it. Like, (laughs) that's their weapon. Baseball bat with the... Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But this is also rural West Virginia, so, I mean, I think at least least having a gun for hunting or just for target practice would not be at all unusual. That's, yeah, that was where my mind was. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, because that's not something you would, like, necessarily carry around, but you would have it once you found out there were monsters. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I imagined, like, when we were seeing them in the past, they weren't, like, nobody was, like, packing heat, but... These days when everybody's a little on edge and, like, we don't exactly know what's happening, then maybe they, you know, you keep one in your truck. I don't yeah. know. That's the worst time. Then you get trigger happy. Listen, yeah. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just <laughs> telling you that's Guys, probably everybody. what's happening. So calm down. Hold a hand. It's okay because Aubrey's there to ironically exactly. keep them from getting too hot-headed. <laughs> of all people. Aubrey, you've grown up a lot since before dinner when we last talked. <laughs> And so they're off to do something that none of us can remember. (laughs) Barclay's here. You know he's serving up drinks as Janelle and Aubrey get ready to do whatever big magics they're about to do. And this is where we get recaps of Aubrey and her journey. I I admit that that scene, like hearing that scene intercut of Aubrey's first, like first episode pretty much with the the playing card bursting into very large flame yeah. unexpectedly i was like man that feels like so long ago it really it really I, isn't that long but it, it does feel incredibly long ago i guess it's oh mm, i guess maybe like a year and a half yeah, yeah are we talking about, about for us or for them or both well Might for be us both. technically for us but yeah we don't know mm-hmm. how long ago it was for them i think not quite as long yeah but yeah but you're right We've been on this yeah. journey for a while. Oh, that's why I'm so exhausted. <laughs> that explains it. Well, and we also touch on this, the weirdness with Alexandra. Yeah, I mean, so we, we have, this is kind of a driving this point home again of that Aubrey's connection to Sylvain is is very important to the story because the yes. flame bright pendant is definitely a piece of the crystal that's the heart of Sylvain, which was uh-huh. apparently stolen by a human at some point in the past when they were crossing over when when the humans first damaged the planet um i don't know why you'd be like wow there's a really big crystal i'm totally going to take a piece of that as a souvenir i guess big shiny object i can kind I of mean, understand humans are dicks humans are That's dicks true. and i kind of yeah. took it as like if there was this battle or whatever and it's like oh this thing is powerful we're gonna break it up into little pieces and take part of it with yeah. us that was i mean the impression I got. that's pretty much exactly what we've done to our planet let's let's right. dig in yeah. oh there's a shiny rock let's take it 
I guess I guess there are a lot of people who take rocks from national parks. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, don't take rocks, guys. Don't steal crystals. Don't. Also, <laughs> diamonds are only worth what we decide they're worth. De Beers, you guys, Cubic look zirconia. it up. <laughs> Welcome to our rock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. So we definitely know that the whole Aubrey Sylvain thing, and and then there's also a reminder of um, when Aubrey uses magic to attempt to save Deputy Dewey's life, and yeah, I don't know if making him a ghost is like. Is that a compromise or like a win? Or I don't I don't really know how you how you yeah. count that in terms of your success degree of success there. But um, <laughs> he's alive in air quotes. Um, right. But she sees this present. woman who's like familiar right. or maybe related and seems to be like the the soul of Sylvain. Maybe right. she is magic. Yeah, apparently. Um, and, th- and then that does put into stronger relief the stuff about Aubrey being able to hear Alexander, the person who's supposed to be the interpreter for the planet, um, her thoughts and see her memories. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'd almost forgotten about that memory. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that they replayed that one. The fact that she saw Alexandra being at her father's funeral. Yeah. Also, uh, and feel free to cut me off if I'm jumping ahead, but I feel like this is the moment where... We are also reminded that, speaking of voices and heads and whatnot, Thacker, when he did speak, sounded almost like possessed and digital. And Mm -hmm. multiple. And I'd forgotten about that, too. That's such a, oh, it's such a creepy moment. Please release us. Like, wow. (laughs) Right. Like, who's, who is that? Who's talking? Is it more of these light creatures, I wondered? Yeah, presumably that it's the quell which is connected to whatever's happening in Sylvain and that that may also be con- that's clearly connected to the abominations as far as we can tell and that's right. connected to four-armed light people. So right. there seems to be a through line between all of those things that they may be the same somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he knowingly tried to engage with one somehow mm-hmm. or like if he tried to almost trick or trap one or something and that's why they're quote-unquote wanting to be released i don't know maybe or it could have been an early experiment about how to get them to earth possibly mm, uh, true since there seems to be evidence of experimentation and, and maybe trying to figure out the best way to approach this problem so yes. maybe he was a first attempt yeah, that could be it i don't know so much to speculate about so much to go wait 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 Hold on, wait, because that was me, like, this whole episode, like, hold on, wait, where, where was this? And then wanting to go back and listen to the episode, I was like, I don't know where yeah. that came from. And what's really sad is, like, we've talked about all of this before and <laughs> have recorded ourselves doing so, and I'm still like, wait, hold on, wait. Hey, solving paranormal mysteries is hard work. Oh, it's golly. very complicated. Agent Stern goes, you're darn tootin'. Right? It's better as a team effort. He's like, oh, my God, you're telling me. I feel like I kept up pretty well with this entire episode until this very last part. And then it was like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody was supposed to be uh, pretty pretty effectively dramatically blindsided by this. Mm-hmm. You guys. I was I was on a walk my first listen. And uh-huh. I I have this thing where if I listen to something and do something at the same time, I can rehear it and see myself exactly in that spot. Okay. And now I listened to it again last night. And got to that point, and like that's one of those, uh, those kind of audio clues that like will take me back immediately. The moment you'll remember, yeah. yeah. And because I remember being for a split second so disappointed, yeah. And I was like, oh, they cheapened it, and I was like, whoa, 
whoa, I yeah. like <laughs> fell back. Yeah. The people in the houses were like, what happened to you? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's a podcast. She stumbled right like, into What's a, a podcast? Ditch? Right. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately had it spoiled for me. That was oh, the oh, only no. spoiler I saw was that. <gasps> oh, because, sad. So like, look, I don't ever want to shame fans being excited about things. But of guys, course. if there's like a huge major plot twist huge... at the very end of an episode, yeah. maybe don't put that in the comments in your podcast app, Ooh. which will show up to absolutely Ooh. everybody who clicked play on that because it just defaults to show me uh, other user comments on an episode. And usually it's oh. fine. But this was maybe a little bit less fine because I was like, as I hit play, I, I happened to see it. And I'm oh, like, oh, no. well, okay. <laughs> That's a bummer. I mean, it's still. I'm sorry. I don't. I mean, I agree with people who say that spoiler culture as a concept is complicated because you don't necessarily spoil things. Things being a twist should not be the only dramatic point that they that they have. Sure. For sure. But I still would have liked to have not had it just yeah. say at the bottom, Clint is Thacker now in large letters. Like, oh, cheesy. Oh, yeah. Maybe um, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Comment down, so maybe friends. not that. Yeah. Maybe maybe not that. Well, like, and I think because even to your point. OK, so that isn't the only that isn't the be all end all. But also consider it this way like griffin set it up that way on purpose like he mm-hmm. set it up this way f- for effect like that's yeah. how he want he wanted everybody to be surprised by this last reveal yeah so when and i don't think we need anybody who's listening to this i don't think needs to be told these things but no. just in case you are kind of on the fence just maybe consider how did the creator want this to be revealed yeah. well and especially considering the last episode justin very explicitly put out you know hey be considerate yeah. don't put yeah. those spoilers out because that was such a huge thing that you wouldn't want to click on and be like omg ned is dead question mark right also yeah. spoiler right. alert yeah. for anybody who hasn't listened to it but come on we're there <laughs> i think i think they're not listening to us yeah. if they haven't listened to that i yet, that's i, I always so. err on that side but i yeah. think we even try to be considerate yeah. of that yeah just in case I mean, I, so, you know, it's just a question of, like, how do you react to something? Because I absolutely do not want to censor people's reactions. I, no, I love right. it when people go on Twitter and scream in all caps and tag right. the guys. Like, I mean, it brings me great joy to see, um, like, the, the emotional reactions that other people have. Yeah. But uh-huh. also you could say things like, I can't believe who Clint is voicing now. Because we all right. suspected that they did not just make their right. poor father, Charlie Brown, walk away from the podcast. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that would also, like, doing it that way, just the way you said, Anne, it mm-hmm. heightens that, like, well, I have to listen to this episode. Yeah, yeah. Versus, mm-hmm. oh, that's it. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't really right. need to listen well, now, now, which, of course, you still should, because, yeah. as you said, so much more happens. But if that's, like, the biggest, I don't know, it's, I get it. I get very frustrated if I'm spoiled yeah. on a major thing, because I like the feeling. I like that community feeling of, we all felt this. We all mm-hmm. felt that shock, and if well, that shock is yeah. taken away from me, I feel like I, I you missed out. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it, it was very helpful for me that I knew that something major happened um, in the last episode, because I was, the reason I was not on our episode was that I was working a convention in New York that was five days long, oh, and, wow. and I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get through the episode, because I, I don't want to listen. I know that it, I've now found out that it's something I need to listen to so that I'm not spoiled. Um, in case somebody accidentally says something right. that they didn't mean to. Um, sure. But I also know that it's like really emotionally powerful. So I want to make sure that I'm listening right. 
at a point when I'm able to to deal with that. So, I mean, I, what I wound mm-hmm. up doing was like working for maybe the first 30 minutes of it and then just turning the lights out and like lying in the dark oh. in like like almost 3 a.m. to listen, which was um, I mean, that was that was a little difficult emotionally, but I'm glad that I knew that people had reacted so strongly because I might have waited until sure. Sunday night if I hadn't. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I needed to I needed to experience this when other people were experiencing. It. Right. Um, yeah. So, See, that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. That gives you a clue without giving up the entirety of what yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean i think i think that um fan hype is an incredibly useful thing for Mm -hmm. that reason like for for publicity reasons just for how you emotionally experience Um, things to know that like other people are as involved as you are is is great and i mean obviously we wouldn't be doing a fan cast (laughs) like we are right like intentionally part of the hype machine here yeah yeah but yeah i mean this is just like i think probably the person who posted the comment did not know that the app does that now but it absolutely does Mm -hmm. that now so maybe when you're commenting on specific episodes just try to be slightly vague if it's a major major plot Mm -hmm. twist anywhere that's public and doesn't allow like spoiler tags yeah, yeah. and whatnot because a lot of things like discord you can yep. essentially black out what yeah. you're saying if it's yeah. a spoiler the same thing on like reddit or what have you mm-hmm. but when it's someplace very public like twitter that you can't like if it's been a week or whatever and you can put like spoiler and little like parentheses right fine then yeah. people know oh no i still haven't seen that thing right and so I'm we all need like it. a bit of a grace period yeah mm-hmm. but how about that twist though <laughs> <laughs> it was very amazing good. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I, I certainly was thinking, like, I know he's going to be voicing somebody else. Who is he going to be voicing? And I think I my my think first guess it. was, like, maybe Kirby, um, because Aww. I thought that the symmetry of that might be nice of, you know, yeah. that Kirby was to some extent his protege um, mm-hmm. and that that might have been an interesting choice. But I was also like, kind of like, but Kirby's Kirby's sort of been in it a bit already. And it seems like it might be weird to have him. Right. Because I knew he had to take over a character probably who had already been established. But yeah. if it was one that Griffin had been voicing for quite a while, it's kind of Griffin's character. So that would be right. weird also. Um, sure. And I admit, I don't think I had even considered Thacker as a possibility. Not, I hadn't at all. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea what to expect going into this. I really wasn't, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do with Clint. I don't know. Yeah. And like you said, Brittany, they did. They teased us there at the end. Yeah. It seemed almost like we were going to try, which I was like, you guys, if it has been two months, I don't think we should be messing around with Ned. <laughs> Listen. Ooh. He's a little right now. Listen. Uh, no zombies, please. Thank you. <laughs> This is not Yu Yu Hakusho. We didn't. Okay, you can't. You only have a small amount of time. And but even the way they were talking, it was mm-hmm. if it can bring him back. And I knew even listening to it, I was like, oh no, so many people are going to be mad because it was. It was. It was emotionally impactful last episode, mm-hmm. and it deserves to retain that impact. Yeah, and retain that the weight that it carried yeah absolutely so bringing in this new character bringing in thacker a whole new role for clint to get to bring life to oh my god i'm so excited about it i guess i will still continue to do this show now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i thought you could you could definitely hear a a difference in his vocal performance you could it was was somebody else yeah that was so good and it was it was such little dialogue yeah, mm-hmm. it was such little dialogue to pull that off in, too. So I was, I was very impressed uh-huh. by Clint's performance. How fortuitous to have that Just like a availability. backup character. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder. Because Anne, Anne had brought up, like, oh, I knew he would voice a new character. I didn't. I was totally I like. I didn't either. He's either <laughs> going to just be there and make dick remarks like I would. Peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be that ghostly, like, don't forget this thing. <laughs> 
Oh no, Ned would Which be such a Which he definitely is anyway. <laughs> yeah. I love him, but oh boy. He would be the worst backseat driver that you could have as a ghost. Oh, uh, that's where he is. He is just haunting Kirby and Billy right now. <laughs> that's why we haven't seen him yet. <laughs> oh no, I'm sad. About He's him also again. playing COD oh. with them. <laughs> He gets on the mic for Billy. Uh, uh, you guys, this is my new show. Oh my god, he could have overtaken Billy. Oh my god. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> I feel like Billy is that goes hand in hand with what Ann was just saying. He's too much Griff's character now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's too established. Yeah. How funny would that be though if instead of curing Thacker's crazy face, they went and like gave uh Billy a mind, essentially? So instead of all he does is say pizza and duck, and this eventually Kirby, I'm convinced. Um, yeah. It is like Clint gets to take him over and build the Billy character. That mm. could have been fun. Yeah. I mean, I think there were definitely other possibilities that they, they're they more than smart and talented enough to have figured out a way to make them work. Even if to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh, I, I don't think that would work. <laughs> sure. They got the touch. Oh, here she goes. They got the power. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's how we end it. Yeah, I think on that power ballad. (laughs) On that bombshell. Uh, How funny would it have been if our episode was also just a um, a clip show? (laughs) I I actually said that at the very beginning. That I wish we had the wherewithal to post our own clip show of us previously Mm. talking about all the clips that they pulled. (laughs) And then what we need is a nice unpaid intern. Mm. The cat is not up for it. Derek, will you quit coasting? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope everybody enjoyed it even though it wasn't a clip show. And I think that's going to take us to our poll. Okay, so last time we asked what your household item of choice would be when joining in on a monster mob. And by far the most popular answer, with over half the votes, was a selfie stick for cute pics. <laughs> it's so smart. You can right? use it as a, like, a baton. A baton. Uh-huh. You can use it to let Twitter know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. You can now, like, document... I love it. Absolutely. It's so smart. You need that versatility. Thank you, all of you smarties, for voting. This time, we want to know what Minerva's new favorite Earth activities would be. And we will have that poll up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we will meet everybody back here for the beginning of the finale in two weeks. Till then, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 